and welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. We are all connected, and we hope that in sharing their stories, you will learn something new, be inspired, or know that there are others just like you. I'm Bettina. And I'm Lenora. Andrew Bailey, our guest today, is a radio jockey, a mosaic artist, and someone with a passion to travel the world. She's here to share her experiences as a world traveler while raising her three wonderful daughters on how one can have a career in travel while being a mom and her current passion. She also shares her favorite destinations, where she thinks is a great place to start if one has not traveled before, her dream destinations, and simple tips one can follow to help sustainable travel. Over the past 12 years, she has built a career as a travel journalist and counselor. Her career in travel, though, only began by chance. You know, it's interesting. I Before I started, um, it was actually when my first child was born. I was, for a year and a half, doing a lot of art. I was involved in the art world, actually. And when she was born, I couldn't continue with that. I felt like that would be difficult to do from home. So I looked at uh, doing travel courses and what I could do in, in the whole world of travel writing. Because that was interesting. And it was a passion again, you know, just to, to travel and to write about it. So I looked into that whole aspect of right, let's get this, you know, done formally, let's get a good course going, let me see what it's all about. And that's how I started. She began her career as a travel writer and around six years later, she decided to share her experience and help others plan their holidays. She found a way to do that by collaborating with UK-based travel counsellors, thus bringing together a perfect match of their expertise with technical stuff like managing bookings and her knowledge as one with first-hand experience. You know, as a mum and looking out for some options to work from home, um, I came across this one company that had literally just opened and uh, that gave people the option or mothers the option of working from home. Your flexible timings, you have a laptop, you can work out of anywhere. That just seemed like a godsend to me. So I, I jumped at it, I took it, I said it kind of just works with what I do anyway because I'm anyway writing about travel. I might as well then, you know, help people as, as well to plan holidays and trips. After six years of being a travel writer, Andrea added another job title, Travel Counselor. Both these jobs demand that Andrea travel extensively. She's now at a place where she can see the bigger picture and how traveling has enriched her and her family's lives. However, it was not easy at the beginning. First time you do something, it's always the most terrifying, isn't it? So when I did my first, when I had my first opportunity to travel, my child was about a year and four months or so, and just the thought of leaving her behind, it broke my heart. Like I was excited at the same time, thinking, "What a terrible mom!" You know, how can I just leave her behind and go? But I did have family support. I had excellent support. My mom-in-law was around. My husband was around. Um, so I knew that I was leaving her in good hands. It was just me abandoning her, that whole thought of it. But having gone and come back, I feel like I would never trade that experience for anything in the world. So I think that would add to the uh, you know, whole, whole thing of I, I'm probably a better mom because I've done that and I've had the experience and I feel like I've given time to myself as well, you know. So because once you have a child, you know how difficult it is to really look after yourself. It's difficult to find the time to do something for yourself. Most parents know how easy it is to lose themselves in parenthood and how hard it is to make time for oneself, especially moms. 
Andrea only realized the importance of making time for herself after she came back from that trip. All the dread and guilt she had felt before the trip disappeared and was replaced by confidence and excitement for the next adventure. And if you're wondering where she went, that first trip was to Borneo in Malaysia for a rainforest musical festival with thousands of people enjoying music in the rain and stomping in muddy grounds, a feeling she'll never forget. So how can others who want a career as a travel counselor make a start? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Firstly, like passion has been what I've been talking about. And if it's something that you really love, just being out there exploring, you know, meeting people from different countries and cultures and, you know, exploring different food and cuisines, then I think look at this seriously. And there's two aspects to it because I'm part of the travel trade and the travel media world. It depends on what you're really after. If you're looking at travel writing, then of course the blogging and the vlogging and Instagram, those are the big platforms now where you can actually have social presence. Um, but also in the travel trade, if you're looking at working from home and actually generating income as well, that is, you know, you have to actually have the skills of networking, have the time to go out there and meet people and and work with people on a daily basis. So it's whether it's meeting hotel suppliers, whether it's meeting clients or potential clients, it's something you have to have the time and uh, the inclination to go out there and actually be around people all the time. An important aspect of being an independent travel counsellor is to find the right partner who can negotiate the contracts with the hotels, tours and flights so that one can truly focus on providing a personalised service to their clients. While Andrea loves the travel that comes with her job, there are certain aspects that she's not too fond of. It's the dealing with the clients that I find the most challenging. You have to deal with all these different personalities and you sometimes you know you don't want to work with a certain type of client but you are forced to be nice to them or you know you have to be nice to them and you think okay I'll do that anyway for the person and, and do what they ask me to do but you know at the end of the day you're not going to actually get uh, what you want from them so it's it's that bit of you know just having to deal with different kinds of personalities. I think for me that is the biggest challenge. Andrea has travelled to over 53 countries. So which one has been her favourite destination? Slovenia was an interesting one. Uh, we visited. I visited Slovenia with a team. It was with the Slovenian Tourism Board. It was just such a revelation. It's such a beautiful country and a hidden gem. I think in terms of natural uh, sites, I think the Northern Lights would be my most special. And that was just with the husband. Uh, no kids so it was just me and him and it was really special because we got this four or five days together and we just got to, to experience this it, it was almost supernatural it was just fabulous so I recommend the Northern Lights to anyone who's interested please go because it really does I felt it changed my life like just to see that you know and her dream destination would be so my top dream destination would be a place called Svalbard and this is in the northern archipelago of Norway so it's a, it's a group of islands and it's just if you if you google it the pictures from that place are just absolutely stunning in the summertime they have this whole wall of ice and you have all the uh, waterfalls that actually come off the side of it because it's the snow melting and uh, the official the official mascot is the polar bear because they have a lot of uh, polar bear population within the islands and it's absolutely stunning so I think that would be if I could get the chance to go there I definitely would that's on my list yes and if you're looking for ideas to start your travel diaries here are some great options 
I would definitely say Kenya in its uh, in the July to September season or June to September season when the great migration has entered from Tanzania and the Serengeti into the Mara that is probably one of the best times and you will see all of those great shots that you see on National Geographic where the crocodiles are going after the wildebeest you know in when they're crossing the river so those kind of uh, you know experiences is what you would have if you went to Kenya June to September so definitely uh, I would I would recommend that um and then I I would say if you're looking at a fun experience in a with a group of friends then look at a cruise as well because that gives you a really great way of seeing different destinations within the span of say 4 or 5 days and it's you're in a different port each morning you get to explore that city for the day you come back on board there's a fabulous dinner and the crew just keep you entertained the whole time so it's really like a floating resort and you get to meet all of these people from all over the world who are traveling with you on that ship so it's really nice if you like you know if you're going as a group then i do recommend trying out a cruise at least once just to see if you like it or not i know a lot of people go on it and come away converted and they say they've already booked their next cruise while they're on that cruise <laughs> we asked andrea where she would like to focus in the future and she introduced us to an idea that we hadn't even thought about sustainable travel the world's resources are limited and tourism is negatively affecting the environment local cultures and communities and we were captivated with the idea of responsible tourism I know that travel comes with a lot of um, you know you're creating yes it's it's very glamorous and yes it's very you know it's fabulous to do all this travel but there's a flip side to it as well it's affecting the you know climate change it's affecting the planet so for me sustainable travel has been a big part of my thoughts lately like and how I can actually work that into Uh, what i do so it's not just about going somewhere it's about really looking at where are you traveling to who are you meeting are you really making a positive impact where you are and the people that you are meeting in that destination if so how and if not how can you actually do something positive for them and also just the means of travel so if you can take a train take the train and don't take the car you know things like that looking at small things that you can actually do uh, that wouldn't really cost the earth but would really help as well the planet while you're doing all of this exotic traveling yeah that would be my thing and here are some things we can all keep in mind for the next time we're traveling on a holiday so tourism can be maintained long term without harming natural and cultural environments so some of the tips that i would uh, offer to people who are traveling just to make it more sustainable would be for example when you're in the destination instead of buying plastic bottles of water have an option where you have your own bottle and wherever you can find drinking water fountains possibly go and fill it up there refill it there and that way you save at least on a number of uh, plastic bottles you're saving definitely on the environment there you're helping the environment uh, packing light that's another good tip so i think we all especially as women i think tend to pack overpack <laughs> you just yeah <laughs> <laughs> me all the time so i really have to think through my outfits and i think do i really need this am i really going to wear this you know have have that whole thought process before you do the actual packing because everything every little kilo on that flight would help like if it's lighter so it would definitely help and even um using trains instead of cars and you know uh, if the cost is the same and a lot of connectivity i mean it depends on a lot of the connectivity of course but if you do have the option of the trains take the train instead of the cars and the car hires so definitely helps um one of the other things i would say is if you can walk 
or, or cycle to a, a certain place from wherever you are then use that instead of taking the bus or the taxis so those are some of the tips i would give and uh, yeah use reusable bags when you're traveling you know things that you would normally do even where you where you live so sustainable travel is not just about environmental impact one must also consider the human side which means supporting the social and economic facets of the place one visits we can do this by ensuring money spent on a tour or a trip stays in the community by finding ways to support the local economy as for andrea she has many more places to visit and many more people to meet i've come into contact with some really great people i've built relationships i've got friends all over the world now i'm proud to say you know they are my friends so i'm it's just one of those things that i think i it was me being in the right place at the right time i guess but just really going after what i wanted and i don't want to stop i don't want to be sitting back and saying no this is enough for me no i i know there's a lot more i know there's more places i want to see and more people i have to meet so hopefully i'll get there so or should i say travel more with your kids show them the world because there's a lot to see out there there's um, never enough time or money you'll never have enough time or money but make time and you know the money will come from somewhere i guess but <laughs> but go out go out there and, and show them the world because it just opens up their world as well they get to see what uh, what people live like on on in different countries they come back with a new appreciation for their own world and their own life and their own home and their own family and what they have The American poet Wallace Stevens said, "The most beautiful thing in the world is, of course, the world itself." And we hope you find ways to discover more of it. I'm Nanora, and I'm Bettina. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you will help the voices of our guests be heard by sharing this episode with your family and friends. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for NRI Women. To know more about our guests, please visit our website nriwoman.com. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us. Hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri_woman. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nriwomanpodcast. Also, our featured podcast promo is Smashing the Ceiling, a podcast by an amazing lady, Naomi Mala. She showcases the lives of women who achieve amazing things in their careers, those who have a really cool and unusual job, and some who have just had a really interesting life. Her podcast can be found on your favorite podcast listening platform or wherever you find our podcast. Hi there everyone. My name is Naomi and Bettina and Nenora have really kindly let me steal just a few moments of your time to tell you about my podcast, Smashing the Ceiling. Seeing as you obviously already love to hear about the lives of NRI women, I think you might also enjoy my show. Have you ever met or read about someone who has achieved amazing things in their career or has got a really cool job or a really interesting and unusual life? Have you ever wondered how they got where they are? How they picked themselves up when things didn't go right? And how their mentors, motivations and mistakes have led them to achieve the things they have? If so, this is the podcast for you. Each week I sit down with a different woman to chat about their life, to inspire others and to let every woman know what you can do if you put your mind to it. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Smashing the Ceiling and Twitter at Smashing Ceiling. So check us out there and feel free to send over any feedback or guest suggestions that you may have. 
Ninora herself was a guest back in December. So if you'd like to hear about her life and from other women like her, then just search Smashing the Ceiling wherever you normally find your podcasts. Hit subscribe, then relax and enjoy. This episode was edited by Deepthi Shabish. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. NRI woman. We are all energy beings. Energy flows in a certain manner and whenever there is an emotion, negative emotions, it creates blocks in our energy system. So the way it's flowing, it will create certain blocks and we have some 140 different meridian points but we use, well, we focus only on 14 in that one.